Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Hey, dear ones, we did it. We made it to the 100th episode of Soul Guide Radio. I did 77 episodes with my previous podcast, She Grows. And then before She Grows, I had a podcast called The Uncorked Conversation. Some of you guys might remember that. That was well over 30 episodes. I don't remember how many I recorded for that, but I'm somewhere in total over 200. But for Soul Guide Radio specifically, this is episode 100. And I have, you know, this episode is packed with love and goodness for you because we're talking about life's wake-up calls. Sometimes these wake-up calls are referred to as sliding doors moments. I felt called to look up the dictionary definition of a sliding doors moment, and Wikipedia defines it as seemingly inconsequential moments that nonetheless alter the trajectory of future events. So an example of this was after my near-death experience in 2009, I was recovering from this big experience I had. I was fragile. I was weak. I had only been recovering for a couple months. And, you know, if you were a friend of mine or a loved one, you would probably have looked at me and said, Allison needs more time to heal. Well, at a certain point in this recovery time, I felt really called to go back to work. I was ready. I wanted to work. I had, at that point, I had not been working for like six months, which is the longest I'd ever not been working since maybe I was 10 years old. I mean, my whole life I had a job and I really was genuinely hungry to work. And about that same time, I got a call from an old boss who offered me a big job in Afghanistan because I used to work in international humanitarian response. And I knew it was going to be a big risk to say yes. I knew that I probably wasn't as strong as I wanted to be and ready to go into a war zone to do humanitarian work. You know, at that point, I had many years of experience doing it. So I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was getting into. And if you looked at it from a rational perspective, the answer would have been absolutely no. Don't take that job. There are other jobs. Don't do something so stressful. Do something more easeful. Ease back into life. But I didn't want to ease back into life. (laughs) I didn't want to do that. I wanted to live I wanted to get back in there. (laughs) It's funny, just if you know the story of my NDE, live (laughs) plays a very prominent role. So I'm just feeling emotion as I say that word live. I wanted to live. And my heart said, yes, say yes to this opportunity. I didn't have 
the understanding of my intuitive gifts then as I do now. So that the, the, the voice of my higher self was this teeny, teeny, tiny little whisper. It said, go to Afghanistan. And then I heard the poem written by St. Francis of Assisi. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. This prayer that I didn't even really know the words to at the time was just coming from my heart. Especially the line where there is hatred, let me so love. I thought I could go to a war and spread love. That was my intention. So I said, yes. I listened to my heart. It was a huge risk. And guess what? The first day I was in the country, I met my husband, (laughs) my future husband. So getting that call with that job offer, and I didn't have very much time to think about it. I had about 24 hours to decide, are you going or aren't you? (laughs) I said yes and met the love of my life to whom I am now married and have three kids. So these sliding doors moments, these life wake-up calls, they might seem sometimes random or they might seem sometimes inconsequential, but they are not. They arrive by divine design. And they arrive when the universe, source, our higher self, our divine guidance team is trying to get our attention on something and maybe they haven't been able to. So we experience a wake-up call. And often when we get the wake-up call, we are confronted with a choice and we have to choose to wake up. And that is what we're going to be exploring in today's very powerful 100th episode of Soul Guide Radio. So in today's episode, I reveal what a wake-up call really is, how to know what our wake-up calls are waking us up to, and I share three big wake-up calls from my own experience that saved me from a dark and destructive path, among other things. I'll end on an invitation that will have you receiving the divine messages trying to reach you so you can hop on the path to the highest expression of who you're meant to be and what you're meant to experience in this life. So I know you're going to want to stay with me until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hello, Soul Guide Circle. 
That is the name of this global community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we are pursuing our soul-guided dreams while lifting up humanity. Find a link to join our closed Facebook group at alisonscammell.com or in the show notes. Today, we're talking wake-up calls. Now, I recently recorded an episode called The 3 a.m. Wake-Up Call, and that's kind of the same and kind of different. Typically, we receive that 3 a.m. in the middle of the night wake-up call when our energy is upgrading, when our divine guidance team wants to get us a message, when there's something that's ready to be healed. And this is a time where we're tired. The veil between the physical and non-physical world is very thin, and it's a very good time to connect in to the spiritual realm. Wake-up calls that we're going to be unpacking in this episode is more like the grand scale of your life journey, where there's certain points Certain sliding doors moments that happen for a reason to put you on a new path, to wake you up to the path that's calling you and that maybe you've been resisting or not seeing or not thinking you're worthy of it. So your divine guidance team comes in to wake you up to the truth that you deserve the joy you are able to create and be in the bigness that it's calling you towards, and you're really meant here to make a massive impact and have a very joyful experience while you do it. So wake-up calls at its core are forks in the road, and sometimes a challenging circumstance or an unexpected situation will pull you towards the fork, and you're really being asked, you're being confronted with choices. Am I ready to go down the heart-led path? That might feel scary and I have to trust that it's going to end the way I wish it to. Or do I stay on the different path that doesn't feel good, but maybe it's safer. Maybe it's the path I think I deserve. And if we stay too long on the path that we're not meant to be on, the universe is going to come and present you with a fork (laughs) and say, we really, because you have free will, you have to choose it. You know, you can't be forced to choose it. So the fork will arrive on the path, on your path, in the form of a circumstance that's trying to wake you up to what maybe you've been asleep to, not seeing, not noticing, trying not to see, and it's saying it's time to decide. And what it's really saying is it's time to choose the heart-led path your higher self is calling you towards, the path you're meant to be on. So how do we know what our wake-up calls are waking us up to? I am going to share three examples from my own life, and then I'm going to show you how to do it for yourself. So this first example takes place in Baghdad, Iraq in 2004, and I was standing on a helicopter pad, (laughs) and there were about six Black Hawk helicopters flying towards me on their way to come pick me up, and I was on the advance team for the U.S. ambassador who was making a trip up to the north to a town called Erbil, and I was going to help plan his trip. And, you know, we had to plan out every movement of the trip to ensure everyone's security and making sure he met the right people and went the right way. And so the this very complicated trip could go as 
seamlessly and flawlessly as possible. Well, I was terrified. I had never been in a Blackhawk before. This wasn't the typical work that I did, but I was filling in for someone. And I just remember standing on that helicopter pad, terrified to get into these helicopters and go to this very dangerous place to do work. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. And I just remember saying to myself, how did I get here in life? It was an absolute sliding doors moment. What were the series of decisions I made to get me here? And I felt like I couldn't turn back. I couldn't say, I'm too afraid to get in that helicopter. I just want to go home. And I felt like I was trapped. And what this was trying to wake me up to, and this is a typical wake-up call, is my life had gotten too rebellious. When we get out of energetic alignment to our path, we can go in two directions. One, we get too passive. We play it too safe. We're too far inside of our comfort zone because we fear what might happen when we get out. The alternative to that is we get too reckless. We're taking unnecessary risks, going out of our comfort zone just to shake up our life because we're actually really unhappy. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was purposely making decisions to get me in these adrenaline pumping situation so I could distract myself from the pain and suffering I was feeling on the inside. So I invite you to reflect on any area of your life where you might be playing it too safe. Am I too far inside my comfort zone trying to avoid all risks? And that's when your energy is in a too passive mode. And then on the flip side, are there areas in my life where I'm taking unnecessary risks? I'm putting myself out there too far. I'm too far outside of my comfort zone. So if you get too far in either direction, you can expect a wake-up call. And maybe you want to reflect back on your life. Did I ever receive a wake-up call telling me I was either playing it too safe or too risky, right? And what was that wake-up call trying to nudge me towards? My wake-up call in Iraq, although I had no awareness of this at the time, was trying to say to me, you are on a destructive path. You are playing it too rebelliously, too risky to hide from your pain, to run away from your pain, but it don't work that way. Your pain follows you. The only true way to get rid of the pain is by feeling it and releasing it, which is something I have learned in the years since that experience. Okay, second wake-up call, 2008, Denver, Colorado. It was the Democratic National Convention to elect Barack Obama to be the Democratic candidate for the presidential elections in the United States in 2008. And I was at a rock bottom moment. So this is also a time you can expect to get a wake up call is when you are going through a very difficult time or you feel rock bottomy or you've been in a lot of consistent pain. Something might happen to wake you up, to give you a way out. You'll, you'll, it'll feel like a lifeline. Now, if you choose that lifeline, it may be uncomfortable getting out, but once you do, you will be so happy that lifeline arrived. So I was there at the hotel, a couple lifelines. My parents, my mother at the time was the 
South Dakota committee woman for the Democratic Party. So she was a super delegate that election. And that's a whole story, you guys, between there were so many Democratic candidates that year, you know, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, there, there was a whole long list of them. And my mother was one of the super delegates to decide who was going to be the Democratic candidate. So it was kind of a big deal. And thank God my parents were there because I was working in a soul destroying job. I had a verbally abusive boss and I was in, you know, an absolute rock bottom place for me. So my first lifeline was the fact that I, I had to go to this convention for work, which was sucking the life force out of me. This job was just, I, I, I hated it to the core of my being. And thank God my parents were there. And my parents are two amazing supportive people. And so I actually, I crashed in their hotel room so I could just be with them instead of the toxicity of the work environment that I was in. So that was lifeline number one. And then lifeline number two, I called a friend of mine. I had just received this horrible email from my boss just cutting me down right, left, and sideways that I was basically an idiot and I was useless and I was pathetic. And I called a friend and I just said to her, I don't think I can do it anymore. I can't go on like this. And she said to me, you need the book, The Secret. And I was like, the what? And she said, The Secret. And something in me just clicked that I knew I did. I knew that I had an answer inside that book. And I said, well, how will I get my hands on a book? And she said, don't worry, it will find you. And it did. The book found me magically. I like read the first paragraph and it was like I had, I, I unlocked something in my energy of knowing that I already knew, but it was just turned off. And I like, it was like a, a flip of a light switch went on and I started to just sort of naturally understand universal laws. And I had no language or vocabulary for this back then. And my inner knowing for quantum physics just turned on and it just clicked inside of me. And I started to manifest my butt off. And there is definitely such a thing, not everybody experiences it, but a lot of people do, of beginner's luck. When you first start to try to manifest with intention and basically everything I was intending just started to come into my experience. And it was what I really needed to just start to believe, to believe that I had these abilities, to believe it was possible, to believe that there was something better out there for me. And this experience, this book, you know, this wake up call, me calling my friend, my friend telling me about the book, the book magically arriving in my hands, being in a job that was so painful for me. I had to be in a rock bottom moment to do what I was then about to do. And that was to quit my job and travel the world. If I would have even been halfway okay in my job, I wouldn't have done that. I was just too responsible financially. Yes, I was an adrenaline rush junkie for sure. But when it came to like paying my mortgage and bills on time and managing money, I've always been really responsible. And I didn't have any money in my bank account 
to just quit my job and buy an around the world airline ticket. But because I was so unhappy in my job, I did it. And it was on this around the world trip where I experienced my near death experience. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that story, I recommend having a listen. We'll leave a link for it in the show notes. And my near-death experience was an absolute spiritual breakthrough. It changed my life forever. It put me on an entirely different path. It put me on an entirely different plane. And was it uncomfortable? Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. So it wasn't like the wake-up call led me to this easy, easy place. My goodness, it was not easy, but thank God. Thank God I chose to go that route. Thank God I feel like, I just feel like crying, thank God. If I imagine staying back where I was, not having the courage, not having my NDE, not having access to these spiritual gifts, I really feel in my heart, I would not be alive today. I was on such a destructive path. I was making such rebellious, risky choices that weren't smart. They weren't in highest service to my highest and greatest good. I really believe I wouldn't be alive today had I not had that wake-up call in Denver that got me the book I needed. And I didn't really need what was in the book. I just needed to to turn the light on inside my consciousness that had been turned off to get me to start hearing the voice, the teeny, teeny, tiny little whisper of my higher self guiding me to my next step, guiding me to these risky but heart-led choices, right? Saying that again, risky but heart-led choices that got me back on my aligned path. All right, you guys. So if you've ever been in a rock-bottom place, or maybe you feel like you're there now, or there's a a particular area in your life that's giving you a lot of pain, you can just ask the question, what is this pain trying to wake me up to? What do I need to really do to release this so I can really get out of this pain, heal this pain, not hide from it or stuff it inside, but truly heal so I can shift into something higher. All right. The third and final story for you guys just happened, you all. It just happened. And this is really crazy. So last Sunday, it was a beautiful, sunny, magical day in The Hague. And Pete and Freya were in front of me. Freya was on the back of Pete's bike and I was following them. And a car, we were going straight and a car was turning right and they had to yield for us. And the car slowed down. It was a car full of kids, you know, 18, 19 year old teenagers. They slowed down for Pete and then they didn't see me behind. And he sped up to turn. And I'm not kidding you, you guys, time jumped. He should have hit me, but I, I, I first braked and then I realized what was happening. And then I, I was going to try to punch it and go fast to get out of his way. But as I was braking, I realized he was going to hit me. 
And everyone in his car was screaming. They were like, ah, watch out. And I swear to God, my energy jumped. I believe it was like divine intervention had moved my energy to the right so I didn't get hit. It reminded me of the scene in Pulp Fiction where Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta are in the apartment with the kids and they didn't know that someone was in the bathroom with a gun and that kid busts out and he shoots them like 12 times at point blank range and he misses them. And Samuel Jackson's character, Jules, definitely sees this as a wake up call and that he's being called by God to give up the gangster life and to go on a walkabout to find himself and to find peace. And John Travolta is sitting there saying, no, 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 it's random. It's inconsequential. There's no meaning. And John Travolta's character, Vincent Vega, was wrong. And Samuel L. was right. That was divine intervention trying to get his attention. So when I think of this bike incident, and it would have been a really bad bike crash, I'm telling you. The kid was, he really accelerated to turn. He would have bashed right into me. And so I don't know what I'm being woke up, woken up to, but I decided to wait until I recorded this episode to ask my guides and to, for it to be something for me and something for you and something for us, right? <laughs> so I'm going to do it right now. And so this situation that happened to me on on Sunday is just a situation that's just trying to get our attention. So wake up calls can happen when we're being too passive and too rebellious. It can happen when we're in a rock bottom or very painful place and we're trying to get the divine is throwing us a lifeline. And then it can just happen when on our path, when we're just do, 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 going along on a bike ride on a beautiful sunny day and then something happens to get our attention. So when that happens, you want to take some deep breaths, sink into the body, and I'm going to connect to my higher self and my divine support team, and I'm going to ask them, what message do you have for me? What are you trying to wake me up to? Why did this near bad bike crash, why did that happen and why did you intervene? So here's the message coming back. We want to wake you up to the fact that you have the ability to do this. This is something that the collective is evolving to. The ability to protect your energy in this way. So you don't have to have the bike crash. We want you to know it's possible and we wanted you to see it with your own eyes, to feel it, to experience it, to turn on your inner knowing that this is possible and this is what we're evolving to. We want to wake you up to intending that experience where you are protected from life's bike crashes. Some of them are meant to be on your path and you will experience those crashes. You don't need to experience them all. 
there's a lot of crashes you just don't need to experience anymore because you're evolving beyond that. And you can choose not to experience them. And we wanted to wake you up to that. And now this is just me, Allison, reflecting on what just came through. You know, I think I particularly needed this message because I have the divine channel of struggle in my human design type. So that means there's no struggle out there that doesn't like me and that won't show up in my experience. So I feel like the message coming through specifically for me is that I don't need to take on as many struggles as I take on. And over the years, I've been more and more mindful to this and more and more empowered to choose the right struggles that I need to experience to get the lessons so I can share those lessons to my loved ones, to my community, to my clients, to the world, which is why this channel of struggle exists. Struggle, in many ways, activates me. This is also the channel of adventure. So... I'm wired for adventure. I also have the six line, which is also a very adventurous profile line. So I need the struggle and the adventure in a way to feel alive. But I don't need to take on all the struggles and neither do you. So the message that's coming through is let's set the intention. I intend to only be in relation to, as the words coming through, to the struggles that I need to experience to heal, grow, learn, evolve. The other struggles I intend to not allow myself to be in relationship to. So what that intention means, I was kind of channeling that intention What that means is it doesn't mean that the struggle isn't there, but you're just deciding not to feel the struggle of it. I think the pandemic provides a good example of this. Some people lost loved ones. You know, some people experienced deep health challenges. So that is a struggle that is going to be in your experience. That is a pain that is for you to process and heal from and it is a real part of your experience but for someone like me for example it was uncomfortable I didn't get super sick you know aspects of it were certainly definitely uncomfortable for me but it was really a choice how much I suffered and I could choose to suffer much much less I could choose to find ways to ease through the discomfort I didn't, it didn't have to be a massive struggle for me because I had my health, my family, my loved ones were healthy. We were all okay. It was just discomfort. So outside of real trauma, real pain, we can really choose the degree to which we suffer. And source is coming in, my guides are coming in to say, make the choice and choose to lean into the ease Choose to not experience the bike crash. Intend it and see what happens. I have two 
invitations for you this week, my dear ones. The first invitation is reflect on your life and identify your top three wake-up calls or so. Where were you? What were you doing? What do you think? How would you characterize the wake-up call? You know, was it playing too safe, playing too risky, rock bottom moment, just something trying to get your attention? And the second invitation is, have you had any wake up calls recently? Even if they're subtle, we can have big wake up calls, but also smaller ones. And what is the message trying to reach you? And how was your heart trying to pull you to a higher, more aligned more joyful path. All right, my dear ones, that is all I have for you for this very special 100th episode of Soul Guide Radio. If you would like to give this podcast some appreciation for whatever you might have received over the years from it, you will receive so much gratitude from me. I'd be so grateful for a rating and review And I will read your review on the air and you can find a link in the show notes to do just that. And as always, until the 101st episode, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to deepen your connection to your intuitive gifts? Then it's time for 10 High Vibe Minutes the ultimate daily mindfulness practice for soul-guided leaders and entrepreneurs. In only 10 minutes per day, you'll keep your energy high vibe and aligned to your highest dreams while transforming your daily practice into a powerful tool to manifest big wealth and abundance. Get free access now on my website, alisonscammell.com or in the show notes.